This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 4, Episode 7. Edwin Ramos. Is he Kamala Harris's Willie Horton? In the 1988 presidential campaign, Vice President George Bush was behind in the polls as Massachusetts Governor and Democrat nominee Michael Dukakis maintained a steady lead in the polls. Bush appeared to be headed for certain defeat as the September 1st Labor Day start of the official campaign got underway. But then, in an inspired moment of political advertising, and some regarded it as highly controversial dog whistle advertising, Bush's campaign manager, Lee Atwater, approved a TV ad that turned around the polls almost overnight. And of course, George Bush went on to win and to become the 41st president of the United States. The ad has gone down in presidential campaign history as one of the most effective of all time and it's known as the Willie Horton ad. It was shot in grainy black and white footage and depicted an African-American male going through revolving doors from prison to freedom, prison to freedom, prison to freedom, on a work, on a weekend furlough pass. It was a dramatization of a convicted murderer by the name of Willie Horton, who had been released on a weekend furlough pass from a Massachusetts penitentiary by then Governor Michael Dukakis. While on weekend furlough, Horton murdered a woman. He was later apprehended, arrested, tried and convicted for that murder. But Massachusetts had no death penalty then and of course, still has none today. In any case, Michael Dukakis was a staunch death penalty opponent. For many voters, the political ad crystallized the charges that Dukakis and the Democratic Party was soft on crime and his liberal policies regarding incarceration and furloughs led to an avoidable and even foreseeable murder while he was out on a weekend furlough pass. Fast forward to June 22, 2008, San Francisco, California. Newly elected District Attorney Kamala Harris had one office pledging never to seek the death penalty for any criminal case, including cases involving law enforcement officers. Edwin Ramos was born October 12, 1986, and was an illegal immigrant from El Salvador. In addition, he was a member of the violent and bloodthirsty gang MS-13. He was born in El Salvador, grew up in San Francisco, and as a teenager, served probation for violent crimes 
but he was never deported from San Francisco because of the sanctuary city policies of the city. His case, of course, drew particular attention to San Francisco's sanctuary city policies that prevented city officials from enforcing federal immigration laws. Shortly after Ramos killed a father and his two sons in cold blood, then San Francisco mayor and now governor of California, Gavin Newsom, revised the sanctuary city policy to refer undocumented juvenile felons to federal authorities. The case is still a very sensitive one for Kamala Harris, as it brings together three rallying causes for her conservative opponents, namely capital punishment and failure to use the ultimate sanction. Number two, sanctuary cities that prevent city officials from cooperating with law enforcement. And number three, her characterization of ICE officers as the equivalent of Ku Klux Klansmen. The facts of the Ramos case are as follows. Ramos entered the United States illegally at the age of seven with his mother and two siblings. His rap sheet dates from 2003, when along with three other MS-13 gang members, he assaulted a man on a San Francisco Muni bus. He was released to his mother's custody in April 2004, but four days later, he assaulted a pregnant woman and her brother. He was convicted of attempted robbery, but served probation and was released in 2005. Upon release, he applied for temporary residence in the United States, but of course was declined because he had a criminal record. Again, he was arrested in March of 2008, but released. At that point, San Francisco Sheriff deputies called ICE to determine if the department wanted to hold Ramos in custody, but ICE declined. On June 22, 2008, Tony Bologna, age 48 years old and a supermarket manager, as well as two of his sons, Michael and Matthew, age 20 and 16 respectively, were shot and killed near their home in San Francisco's working-class Excelsior District. They were on their way home from a family barbecue on Sunday afternoon. A third son was critically injured but survived and helped identify the culprit. Ramos was arrested three days after the murders and he was charged with three counts of murder without bail. Ramos apparently and mistakenly believed that the Bologna family were members of the rival Norteño gang, which was a rival to the Salvadoran gang, MS-13. Ramos pled not guilty to the three murders. San Francisco District Attorney Kamala Harris 
sought a maximum sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. However, she specifically declined to request the death penalty, though the death penalty was, and still is, legal in California. Ramos was convicted of killing the Bolognas and was sentenced to 183 years in prison without the possibility of parole. San Francisco was absolutely outraged by District Attorney Harris's failure to seek the death penalty in such a blatant, egregious, and violent crime in a residential district of San Francisco. Even moderate and senior California Senator Dianne Feinstein urged the district attorney to seek the death penalty, but to no avail. There was a sense that Harris had rigidly adhered to her own views of capital punishment, declining to use prosecutorial discretion in an extreme case that called out for the ultimate penalty. Even in liberal San Francisco, there was outrage. Then, Mayor Newsom amended the sanctuary city policy to permit the referral of illegal alien felons to ICE for deportation. But it was too little too late for the Bologna family and the widow in particular. Danielle Bologna sued successfully the city of San Francisco in state court, but later it was overturned on appeal. Daniel Bologna specifically petitioned Kamala Harris to seek the death penalty against Ramos for the cold-blooded murder of her husband, her son Michael, and her son Matthew. But District Attorney Harris declined. Expect to see this story resurface in the presidential campaign, and in particular, in the Salt Lake City vice presidential debate between Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, as the story brings together the issues of illegal immigrant crime, sanctuary city policies gone off the rails, and the failure to use capital punishment by district attorneys. My sources for today's podcast include the Las Vegas Review Journal, the San Francisco Chronicle, and Wikipedia. This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy, signing off from America's favorite city, San Francisco.